You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom Brocho, this is one-on-one with Charlie Arari. Charlie, it's been a while. We're standing right before Sukkot, Sukkot tomorrow night. Um, and uh, I can't think of a better person to ask this question to. Uh, what's your take and what's the special message you want to give for this Sukkot in, in general? And, and especially on the Pasuk, go ahead, Charlie. Yeah, I, really, it's happiness. I think this is the whole, I think one of the greatest gifts Hashem gives us is Sukkot to teach us about happiness, right? It's an amazing dichotomy. Look, look at the day of Sukkot and what the holiday is. You've got this leaving our comforts, so to speak, not at the level of Yom Kippur, clearly, but still, you, you're sitting in the sukkah. It's not exactly air conditioning, not the level that you had it in your house. If you sleep in the sukkah, you know that it's a lot more complicated than sleeping in your house. Um, you're, you're in a small, cramped area compared to what you have at home, and yet it's the place of simcha. It's, it's the place where you are, we are learning about happiness. It's the, it's the answer of happiness. And, and it really does drive, I, I think, home the message that consumption does not equal happiness. And that is a lesson that I think we think we know, but don't really know. Like if, if there's ever, a, my opinion, a, a truism that we think we got, like the Vayadata the, 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 Hayom, we got it, but we can't bring it into our hearts. It's that concept that what I consume will not ultimately make me any more emotionally satisfied with life. Um, but when you are doing things of meaning and when you are involved in the right stuff, the, that draws you to a much deeper place and allows you to connect to whatever you're doing in a much better way. And to me, I think that's the message of Sukkot, which is we're sitting under the Tzila Dimnehem Musa, as the Zohar says, we're sitting in the shade of Hashem. What we're doing is super, super meaningful. Our food is now more meaningful. Our sleeping is now more meaningful. Our conversations are now more meaningful. And just that capacity of being able to do things that are more meaningful, even if we're not consuming as much, leads to a much different life experience. And I think that that's the lesson right now that we're all going through in this world of the virus. And I think it's a lesson that we all have to go through because, you know, if you find someone with a lot of stuff without the right mechanisms to digest the stuff, usually you find a lack of real happiness. Well, that's, that's uh, I think, very, very true, and uh, definitely it echoes in the words that we're showing him. Um, to throw out to you just a, an idea that occurred to me as I was thinking about what I was going to ask you. Um, and, um, no, ach um, is a mute. Ach means only this, right? So most people understand that to mean only simcha and nothing else. Don't let any other negative thoughts or any other things um, penetrate. But as you know, the Vilna Gon and others distinguish what's simcha and sason, right? Simcha is inner. Sason is external. Simcha is anticipation. Sason smechem. But sason, when he goes out, when the, when the celestial orbs go out, sason bevoam. Sason is when they've finished their task and they've done it. But you see that simcha is really the anticipation of the of, of, of something internal. It's not necessarily sason alkala, where it's it's extravagant and, and obvious. So I was thinking for this year, 
there is an element of being toned down, right? Ach, sameach. Although it's not sasam. The idea of having the big simple space of shuevas and, and people sukkah hopping and going around and, and the sukkah being really uh, sort of a basis from which to expand outward and the giant sukkahs, that's not going to be this year. And maybe it's a, a new pshat, an ach sameach, that, yeah, simcha is enough. Sometimes maybe we, we hold back on our sasaim and just let it be only simcha. Anyway, that's just an idea that, that I thought might, uh, you know, I think, I think it, 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 it corroborates a little bit with what you're saying about being satisfied, even in our simcha itself. I think, I think Charlie, for those that listen to us, and we know there's, we, we've got a lot of people listening, I, I think you're going to add your voice to everyone else that we, staying safe is very crucial right now and, 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 and recognizing simcha within as opposed to pushing, pushing the bounds out, right? Yeah, and I, where I'm driving towards, I think, is this concept of the only, re- and it's hard to sort of get our modern minds around it, because we can understand this conceptually, but it's hard to understand this sort of in, in, a, in a real emotional awareness that true simcha comes when you're doing things with Hashem, when you're operating in a way that is aligned with, with, the, with the master of the universe. And we're learning it right now. I think this is the period of time right now where we're seeing that some of the, the most basic institutions are, are we're, we're losing certain faith in certain things that we otherwise had faith in, whether it's just basic what I can do in a month from now or how I can operate or how I can travel or what, what do I, you know, what do I do? How do I t- keep myself healthy? There's so many things, even to the point of even the political sphere. There's so many things that are now letting us down that, it can lead to atzvus. It can lead to yeish. It can lead to um, what will be. That I think is the core point. Is the is the relationship with Hashem. It's the the trust in Hashem. It's the doing things that we know will bring the nachas ruach to the borei olam. And when we start to turn our attention to those things, we start to deepen our. Uh, appreciation for life, our satisfaction in life, and we become much happier people. Um, Yom Kippur is the ideal, but Yom Kippur couldn't, we can't live in Yom Kippur. You know, we want to, we want to always climb the mountaintop, but we can't live like that. So Sukkot really is the, 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 the pshara between the life of being a Yom Kippur Jew, Hashem Hu Elokim, and the life of being a typically physically physical person. And I think if we can somehow find a way to bring God more into our lives, into our mundane aspects of our lives, not just shuls, schools, and, 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 and learning, we will find ourselves stronger, more resilient. And it, it will be, I believe, the way we, we navigate in the next few months. Yeah. You know, talking about navigating the Breslovers, have a nice chap in the word chagecha. You know, it's based on Rav Sadiagon, who says that chagecha, samachtab chagecha means dancing in a circle. You know, chuga, uh, chuga is, you know, is, is in, you know, choni amago, uh, was chug chuga, he made a circle. Samachtab chagecha is about, and Rav Sadiagon says it's about dancing. But the Brasimers take that a very interesting way. Of course, they love dancing, but what they take that to mean is the circle of our lives, the circle that takes us up and down. It's, yeah, it's some, you know, especially a vibrating dance floor. Talk about ups and downs. Talk about, uh, as you say, uh, 
being dissatisfied, hoping things being shattered. It is coming. It is. It isn't coming. Are we? Are we uh, open? Are we not open? Are we sent back? Who's passed away? Hagecha is the is the turning and the perforation of of all these the roller coaster, especially the one that we've been on in the last couple of months, and to be besimcha bechagecha, and especially your chagecha. A lot of times, I think you know the wrestlers will say, you know, you're going to look at somebody else and think about, you know, why did this guy have it? Why this guy's this guy's doing well? I'm out of work. Whatever the situation is, to be nesameach in your in in, in your mechugot and the things that are going around for you as well, because you know, again, it, it isn't that easy for so many of us. Just another little cherry on top of what you're saying in terms of taking us beyond. Um, and, uh, you know, I know that, uh, uh, you know, our outlooks ha- have to be positive. As you say, we know that there is Rabboni Shalom in the world. We know, and, and yeah, on the other hand, uh, you know, we can't let uh, there be a sense of, I guess, lack of reality and, 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 and sort of like dream away, but we actually have to accept, absorb and, and feel positive, even about all the difficulties that, 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 that have happened. Right. And I think that's the point. Meaning, I think that's that's where we opened with, which is yeah. Sukkot should feel happier in one's home. Yeah. And if the goal was to increase the level of physical pleasure and security, for that matter, yeah. it would take place in sure. one's house, and you yeah. would have a, 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 you, you, it would look like Shmini Atzeres. Yeah, it would look like a day where Hashem says, "Just me and you alone," and just it's really not much. The fact that we have to move ourselves to an unsecure location. The fact that, like, I don't know where you live, but, like, I, I grew up in Canarsie, Brooklyn. Oh, I know Canarsie. <laughs> I know I, Canarsie. Well, my first, the first girl I ever went out with was a Canarsie girl. But go ahead. <laughs> I know it well. I can, I can live in, like, you know, an island and be surrounded by helicopters. I'm going to lock my door at night. Like, that's how I was raised. Like, when you go, <laughs> you walk the street. There's a, there's a parenting move. You shut the lights. You check on the kids. You lock the doors. It's like, it's like a, it's a hakafa. That, that, that is just how I was raised. And it, I do it every day, I, all the time, except for seven, eight days a year where I'm outside in my backyard, everything open, just sleeping, you know, if, if it works out, whatever it is in terms of weather and whatever. My, my point is that I am putting myself in, an, in a more unsecure place. Why am I doing that for? Because the Kush Baruch saying, when you go through periods of insecurity, if you don't go with me, you're going to have a very difficult time. And if you do go with me, you're going to find simcha, even in challenge. And that's a high level, but that, I believe, is the lesson of, of the, of that. I think that's the connection of Hashem Hu Elokim. You know, they, they say that Hashem Hu Elokim is Hashem is, is, you know, Hashem has multiple names. So the name Yud Kevavke really is a name that is associated with a higher level sphere, a, 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 a higher level sure. name, if you will. Um, the name Elokim is a much more of a Teva name. Bracious Bara Elokim. Elokim is Gamancha HaTeva. So the, 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 I saw this beautiful idea where the whole goal of Yom Kippur is to go face to face with Hashem, to, to war, work for 40 days, to rid yourself of sins, and then you get, um, you know, you, you get rid of the inuyim, and then you, you every single tefillah, you're, you're, you're cleaning up levels of your soul, and 
And finally, you get to the Elam. Like, it's it. Like, it's Mamash, an entire Avoda. And you're punim al punim with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. And then he leaves, right? He leaves. Hashem Elohim is you coming down or him going up, depending on how you learned it. And then the shofar blows. And to some extent, the Shekhinah, is, it goes wherever. He, it was much more felt here, and then it goes back. And the idea is that Hashem Elohim means Hashem, the higher name of Hashem. Hu Elohim is the same Hashem that's in Teva. Like, now, that idea that the, the traffic and the, the virus and the schools opening and shutting and the presidential debates and Israel and all that stuff, really, I mean, as hard as it looks, the Kodesh Baruch Hu manifesting himself in this world. Now, to a typical person who's got a very good from lifestyle, we don't typically have time to think about these things because we're so busy focusing on davening and learning and the daf and getting this back to work to sit around and look at a presidential debate and find Hashem. That sounds like a, the work of like Hasidim Rishonim, but it's not. It's the work of us in 2020. And that's the, that's the whole part, in my opinion, of Sukkot. Sukkot is the manifestation of Hashem Kim. Right? They say that the name of Hashem is in the schach. The, the living, the breathing, the talking, the hanging out with your family, the learning, the, 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 the playing games on Shabbos afternoon under a sukkah brings Hashem into your life in a much more tangible way. And it almost creates a bridge from the Ni'ila lifestyle that we can't sustain to the Vintersman that brings us back to darkness. And if we can somehow get the lesson and go, there's never been a winter's mom that's, that, that looks more dark than this one. And we need to really be prepped this winter, like for real be prepped this winter on so many levels for potential darkness that if we miss the lessons of Sukkot and go into the winter alone, it's going to feel very differently. But if we get those lessons clear and say, Hashem, I'm with you, you're with me, you're taking us somewhere. And you know, I believe in my core that you're running, still running this world. Um, we, could, we could, dare I say, even maintain a high level of simcha, even into the next, into the next phase of life that we're all going into right now. 100%, I echo that uh, completely. And just end, let's just end with the, the famous uh, theological uh, idea of Shamshim Harsh that simcha is connected to the word tzamach, that's sin memchet, is connected to tzadi memches, something that actually has to grow, something that has to develop. It's something that, you know, it's not just, it's organic, but it has to grow and develop from us. And just we know as a seed, as it breaks apart completely, almost to the end, and then something amazing grows out of that. That's what simcha is meant to be. It's, it's, it's an idea of the change where you can see that growth happening. So let's hope, as you say, it should be Gesundheit Winter. That's it, my friends, for this week. Thanks again, Charlie. We hope that we can hear you a little bit more often than in the past. And uh, that's it for one-on-one. Let's hope it is truly a Gesundheit Winter. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. Thank you.